Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Trail picks, trail, trail picks, trail mix <laughs> podcast. Cut. Try that again. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Trail mix podcast. I am Philip the Trail Mix. Uh, here with Stephen, the Navigator White. How are we doing tonight, Stephen? Oh, you know, doing all right. Sun's up. Picked huckleberries all day with my neighbors. So super cool. Yes. Which leads <laughs> into our subject for tonight. So. Right. Why don't you tell them what our what 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 our subject is and where it came from? That's always fun. <laughs> right. Okay. So before I, before I do that, I got to tell you that picture you oh. sent me with the uh, the huckleberries. Yeah. So I I I told my wife about the text you sent me the other day, right? Yeah. And uh, so I I showed her that picture of huckleberries, and <clears throat> she goes, "Man, you tell Stephen I I'm the one that needs prayer. He, he's sending me pictures of six pounds worth of huckleberries, and he's having a." <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I told it to my wife. I'm like, where's my phone? I gotta send a picture of Philip. <laughs> I <get> fired up. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so yeah. as far as the topic for tonight, um uh so it is my mother in law's birthday today. And happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Sherry. Um, we so we were over there. We uh, we had excuse me. We had uh, uh, father-in-law made these uh, homemade almond flour short uh, shortcake, and so we had strawberries and this homemade shortcake. Um, my wife made a homemade angel food cake that we took over so we just went over yeah. there had some dessert what's that i'm sorry you know what would go good on top of that huckleberries <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i will i will tell my wife that as soon as we get done <clears throat> don't worry i'll bring it to wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we were sitting there, and uh, so I was trying to figure out what you know a, a suggestion for what we could talk about tonight, and uh, so I I asked my mother in law. I said, "So what do you think? What do you think is a topic that is not discussed in church, but you think should be? You're not as just not not." discussed in church on a regular basis but you think should be and uh so she told me that uh she she thinks that we our topic for tonight should be what it's kind of two-part so what society says a christian should look like and what a christian should actually look like and then how we as christians don't like to be uh, vulnerable with other believers because it's uncomfortable. And um, so, like, and I, I totally agree with her on the whole, 
we don't like to be vulnerable with other believers, you know, because it's uncomfortable. And yeah, we, we as human beings don't like anything that's uncomfortable. Um, and, and that's about as uncomfortable as you get, you know, being that like truly bearing your heart to somebody is extremely difficult. Um, And so we get caught up in this, like, uh, uh, what's that song called? Uh, Is it Casting Crowns? I don't think it was Casting Crowns. Hold on. Uh, Lie number one. Oh, lie number one. Okay. I was thinking of the... That's a lyric. I don't know if that's the name of the song, but... Basically, the gist of the song is that, you know, we... We, uh, you know, we tell everybody that we're fine. You know, you walk, you, you see it all the time. You know, you're walking through church and, or all you got to do is sit in the foyer at church and watch people come in and be greeted by your greeters or whatever you have. And, and you will see it 99% of the time. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How's it going? Yeah, going, doing good, doing good. That's the something along those lines is always going to be the answer. That is the biggest lie you have told all week. Totally. totally. <laughs> like, my problem is, like I said, yeah, my face, my face gives me away every time. Steven's problems. How you doing, Steven? I'm doing fine. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. But that's, I think that's real. That's legit. I mean, you know, it, you should, I think if you straight up believe in Jesus, if you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. Someone, yeah. you know, um, why, why fake it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that, that kind of comes back to, you know, the first part of what she was talking about was like society has this this kind of false um narrative of what a christian should look like and you know they they as a christian as a believer in jesus christ you know you shouldn't have all these problems that these non-believers have you you should you you've got you the holy spirit and yeah, absolutely. So you you get this like almost a a pressure to portray this perfect Christian, you know, and and what's really sad is that the time that you feel the most pressure is when you're around other Christians, and you know obviously that pressure is not not of God, you know, so it, it don't get me wrong. I mean, that's definitely a tool that Satan is using to, to disappoint or, or, um, make you feel bad about yourself or whatever. Um, but, but that, I think that's why you see a lot of Christians wearing that proverbial mask that y'all i'm good 
I'm fine. I don't. And, you know, my, my mother-in-law, she said something that I, I kind of, uh, um, I mean, it's, it's a hundred percent true. She said, we get to that point where we say, oh, we, we're good. We can, we're, we're good. We could do it on our own. You know, we got, we got this and you get to that point where you've got this so much that you don't need Jesus to get it. You know, you don't need to, you know what I mean? Like, and you may not even realize that you've gotten to that point. And that's where it comes back around to being vulnerable and being honest with other Christians. Like you're watching this other Christian and you can see, you know, this downward spiral. And this is kind of, I don't know if this is being, uh, um, instigated from our conversation from before we started recording or what, but you can, you could see this downward spiral and that's where you, you almost have a, a God, godly obligation to be open and honest with that person and tell them, this is what I'm seeing. And it's not looking good. And then, yeah, you know, really. what it looks like from there, I don't know, but. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. Um, like, I got. So, myself and our pastor and our associate pastor, the three of us are pretty tight. And I can tell, like, and they can tell, like, when I'm not thrilled about life and i could totally tell when they're thrilled about not about life i just be like, hey what's your deal man you don't look real peach keen and every time by the end of the day one of us is talking about you know you know talking to you know whether i'm having a bad day or one of them have a bad day just you know we can work through it and talk about it you know mm-hmm you have to. You gotta be. You gotta be real. You to. Yeah, the, the whole I'm okay. Everything's fine. It's not. Yeah. That and that's what kills. I think Christians would be a thousand times better off if we just everybody would just trust each other. You know, be able to talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go. Sorry. Well, like, honestly, this is going to sound really, really bad. Okay, I realize that. Just say. Um, but what would your, what would you, okay, so what would your church look like if, if every single person <clears throat> that was in the church or that was there was able to be 100 percent open and honest with everybody else in that in that body it would look like a hospital without the hippo rules yes every yeah would know what's wrong with you yes and your pastor aka say slash doctor to meet this um oh crap crap i can't think of the word uh you know analogy she using is uh 
we'll be able to fix it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or say someone else in the room has, has had the same problem you have. They don't have what you have, but they had something that you did have, and they have they know how to fix it. And perhaps mm-hmm. you had something someone else had two pews over. <laughs> it's just a nominal effect. Yes. That's what a church is. That's how it should be. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm okay. You don't go to the doctor and you say, hey, man, I'm good. What's up? You don't go to right. the doctor's office and hang out. Right. <laughs> yeah. I go to the doctor because I feel like crap and you need to give me something to make me feel better. You yeah. Tell me what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, three inches thick. It's about ten inches long. <laughs> yes. Right. That's when we feel better. Yep. You know? Yes. It's that easy pill to swallow sometimes. You're right. But uh, yeah, that's what a that's what a church should look like. If yes. everybody's just like, "Hey, man, I got this problem," like, and I'm 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 guilty of it. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Like, particularly like at church, like before the pastor starts preaching. Our pastor, he is always like, he does like prayer requests. Everybody in the room should have a hand up, including myself. Absolutely. And uh, I always, my problem is, you know, my problem is, and I'm just going to be real because I'm like, I just don't care anymore, I guess. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, sometimes I feel like my prayer requests aren't as important as other people's prayer requests because some of the stuff that's said is like, wow, that's super heavy. That's, I don't have a problem like that, so I'm not going to say anything. So I'm just yes. like, you know? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I guarantee you, I'm not thinking that, but I'm like, that's how I think. Yeah. Uh, no, you're absolutely 100% right. So, yeah, which is dumb. So, <laughs> no. and as much as you think, it's like, and my other problem is, is like, you know, as much as I'm on social media and we do this and da 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 da, I, I'm kind of a private person sometimes. So, so I have those two strikes against me. I like my privacy, and sometimes I think my all the time. I think my prayer requests are not as important as others. So I'm like, hmm, that's pretty serious. So we don't need to. I, and that's just that's silliness. I know, but I'm like, oh, no, I don't it, know how to get it. Is. I don't know how to get out of that habit. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I can't be the only person that thinks that. No, you so, are absolutely yeah. not because. There are two types of people when it comes to that. It's there's the people that will admit it, will admit what you just admitted to, and then there's the ones that will lie about it or won't admit it. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody, everybody thinks that's the exact that exact same way. You know, you're sitting there like your pastor says any prayer requests, and I'm like, yeah, let's see, what do I got? I got. Oh, uh, you know, money's kind of tight or, you know, we're got this big job coming up at work that I'm kind of worried about or, you know, something along those lines. And somebody raises their hands and go hand it goes, um, yeah, my mom just got diagnosed with stage four cancer. She's got four months to live. And you're yeah. like, well, now I feel sheepish. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you, it's almost like how I can't top that. So why should I even say anything? Like it almost like it's a competition, you know, it's just stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. It's kind of like, I just, this just came to me. It's like, it's, this is complete opposite end of the spectrum, but it's like, it's like the 10 commandments or whatever. They're like, 
that playing field is is a splash pancake. There's no, they're all the same, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like all the prayer requests are as as equal, <laughs> as equally bad as all the breaking the tank commandments are. All the, the same equality, but on the plus side, I think applies to uh, prayer requests. Yes. You know. Yes. So. And I can actually give you an example as to why. This this just came, this just dawned on me. So, this was a story that my mother in law told me. <clears throat> um, so, um, my wife's she's like a distant cousin to my wife. Um, this was oh I don't know probably. Two thousand, maybe the year two thousand. She was uh, trying to figure out what to do with her life. She was living in Wisconsin, and she was trying to figure out what to do with her life. And uh, so, she, uh, my mother-in-law Sherry was praying that uh, she would find something, you know, here locally, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. So all of a sudden, she had this opportunity to go out west to go to Montana, and so. Um, Sherry was like, well, I really don't want her to leave. So if it's, if you can find it in your will, God, to keep her here, that would be great. Okay. So I told you that story. Now we fast forward, uh, about a year or so. The same girl that Sherry, my mother-in-law was trying to convince God, quote unquote, to keep her here was now engaged to a guy that I was living with in Rygate, Montana. Uh, Had God answered Sherry's prayer for that, me and my wife would have never met. No kidding. Yeah. That's funny. So, I love it. you just I don't, love you don't know how, yeah, right? And you never know how impactful or what impact your prayer is going to have one way or the other. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I'll put my hand up every time next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll find something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll start writing stuff down all week. We're going to be here for a while, y'all. Yeah, it just goes to show that God has God has his plan and he's going to, you know, it, it's not to say that he doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want you to he, he doesn't want you to not ask him for things or to not bring your requests to him to not tell him what you're thinking, feeling, etc, etc. But at the same time, you got to trust him when he doesn't give you the answer that you want right yeah that could be a whole nother podcast because i'm like i got a story for you about that but i'm not going to share it on this one right now so <laughs> <laughs> i'm to stick to the 
stick yeah. to the plan. You're right. We kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> going off on a side trail here, but yeah, uh, go everywhere to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we're talking about being real. I think I kind of lost track of what we're talking about because we're just getting all over. <laughs> we have three like kind of subjects we want to nail down tonight. So, right. Talking about being real, you got to be real, because if you're not real, what are you? I mean, we all have problems. There's nothing to be ashamed about, embarrassed about. Like my boys at church, I'm like, I want my boys to be good at church. I want them to set the example. They set the example, like how fast you should run through the parking lot, how fast you can run through the sanctuary, all the places you should not go. <laughs> the worst. Most mm-hmm. of my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Some kid comes over, hey, one of your kids hit me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> So I'm sure my kids get talked about. Do you believe what those boys did? (laughs) 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 Anyways. Yeah. I mean, we've all got our problems, don't we? Yes. Uh, Let's see. I got a reference for you. Ooh, reference. Yes. Romans seven fifteen through twenty. And this is uh, Paul. Obviously, we're in Romans, and he really uh, kind of shows us what. Uh, or gives us and it's actually right in the beginning of that reference yeah 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 it is for I do not understand my own actions for I do not do what I want but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, and that is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do what the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. I, I we're talking about being real. I mean, that's that's yeah. Paul being pretty dang real. Yeah, I don't think game are real now. So yeah, yeah, and that's why I it just blows me away that you know you get a lot of these. Um, 
you know, I guess I don't, I can't say you get a lot of them because I, I don't know. I I've seen it a couple of times personally, you know, where you try to be real like this and you know, when you get that, that you show up Sunday morning and you, the, it's just been a wicked bad weekend, a bad week, whatever the case might be. Yeah. And you're literally at the end of your rope. You had to fight tooth and nail just to get to church. And then here's this guy standing at the door smiling, says, how you doing? And you're finally, you just say, all right, dude, you want to know? I'm going to tell you. And so you start. And then all of a sudden the dude's gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I wasn't, I didn't sign up for this. I just asking a simple question. Like, no. No, that's the, that's the other part of it is it's not just on, on the part of the person that is being asked. A lot of it falls on the person that's doing the asking, you know, if you're not prepared for the answer, don't ask the question. Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, it's a simple question and there's a simple response and there's a simple answer for it. <laughs> yeah. I used to, the response could be simple. It could be lengthy. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you? Oh. Do you really want to know or are you just ask? Yes. That, you want to see if they really meant that question? Ask them that. You really Do want to that. know? Do that. I'll do it too. I'll wear a GoPro. See what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. That would be epic. Really want to know. You, you really want to answer that do you question? That or are you just standing here? Mindlessly, like a Walmart mirror. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Have a good day. There's a shopping cart. <laughs> I wiped it off. It was raining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't take that one. That one was in the sun all day. It's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should get the Walmart greeter at church. He seems talkative. He has nothing else to do but to ask people those questions yes. and listen to their stories and see people at their finest. That's sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you see? Uh, so we're talking about Walmart here, and so I don't know if you saw on Facebook there was this uh, a post that I shared. Let's see, it says uh, it was a meme. It says, "Do you need Jesus to go to heaven, bro?" You need Jesus just to go to Walmart. <laughs> I did not see that. Oh, I, I laughed so hard. That's funny. Bro, Jesus. <laughs> Have you seen that shirt? This one does mention that. And now we're talking about Walmart. They sold, sold this shirt at Walmart. I don't know if they still sell it, but it was a blue shirt with white lettering on the front. It said, y'all need Jesus. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I wish I'd bought one, but I wasn't sure where it came from because it had to be a reference to something. So I'm like, is this biblical or is this from like just a show or something? But anyways, I've seen it a few times. Anyways, Walmart. (laughs) Yeah, I guess some old lonely guys working at Walmart. Like, hey, man, I got a job from Sunday morning. If you want my comment down, I'll feed you, drive you home, whatever. All you do is greet all these people. Like you mean it. 
Yes. Tell him. Yeah, you get an old, tired guy whose wife is just tired of being home on the weekends. Stick him out there. He's got no hobbies. Fire him up. Put a quarter in that guy. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Ask every person through this door, how are they? Yes. You okay? Can you imagine if people did that? Church would never end. It could go on for days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very well could. Yeah, just that one question your pastor has. Any prayer requests? That alone right there, yeah. week long. Straight. Yeah. Week long. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, people have to be real. Yeah. You know? Yep. Gotta be real. We're all guilty of not being real. We try to be real. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I kind of get a kick out of our church. Because, like, you go to other churches, and it's, like, so just, oh, straight and narrow, by the book, everybody's, you know, focused. You know what I mean? Sunday best, all cleaned up. Dude, our church, everybody's going to work. I just picked up their kids from daycare. <laughs> They're all wild animals. Oh, it's just, it's it's like controlled chaos. Like, I feel like, I mean, our, no church is perfect, but I'm like, right. I think if Jesus had to choose, he would pick a church more like, more like that over a church that's like, oh, you're going to mess up the carpet. You know, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, uh, for like the first week, like, oh, don't, don't. No, it's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't know. It just, uh, it makes me think of, uh, have you watched that movie Jesus Revolution yet? I have not. No, That's I haven't had a chance. I wish you'd seen it because this would tie right into this episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what sets like the whole precedent in the movie and the motion is like the pastor. It's uh, it's Frazier. Remember Frazier? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That guy. What's his name? Kelsey yeah, Graham. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Okay, he plays the pastor in this. So anyway, he's got a wife, he's got a daughter, and you know, suit and tie church. He's straight and narrow. It's just you know. Yeah, they squeak when they walk, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it's like the 60s or whatever, maybe early 70s. Uh, so they have a teenage daughter, I suppose. Maybe she might be early 20s, very early. Anyways, like the hippie movement's rolling, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of about that. How can I ruin the whole thing for you? But... He's sitting there on the couch, and she's headed out the door for something. And he's like, I just don't understand these hippies, blah, blah, blah. And they're talking about the hippies. And uh, he goes, I don't remember what she said, but he says in a sarcastic response, he's like, well, if Jesus sends a hippie by this way, you know, I'll be more than happy to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. That's paraphrasing. Lo and behold, 
hippie shows up at his house, changes his entire life. So, <laughs> gotta see the move, dude. So it's just like, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. My favorite line in the whole movie is like, where he's talking about how Jesus came for everybody and so on and so forth. And he's talking about, you know, if you don't like that or whatever, he's like, the church, he literally says, the church door swings both ways. And mm-hmm. so people got up and I was like, I would have given anything to sit there and hear somebody say that. So, anyways, it's quite the movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. You know, change your perspective on things, I think, a little bit. You'll get it. You'll understand it. It just, like we said earlier, it's like, church should be a hospital without the hippo rules. Because right now it's just, you know, everybody's silence in the church is, you know, like your hippo rules. Can't say anything, can't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Church is for the, for the, instead, for every, you know, it's for everybody. And the healthy should be there too. Because the healthy need to help the sick people. Right. You know? I heard uh, an analogy of uh, oh, like a bodybuilder, you know, gym rat guy going to the gym and getting offended and leaving because like all the people that didn't look like him, if you will, were there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at some point in your life, you look like one of those people. Right. Those people are trying to better their life. So you showing up and being offended by them being there. You're not doing them any favors. You're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. You should be there. When you walk into that gym, you know, it's fine. Do your stuff. But help them, those people also. They need help. You know, if someone help that person get to where they're at. So it's your job to pass that torch on to the next person. you got to be real with people. Yeah. It's not always pretty, you know. But I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you don't want to, uh, well, I, uh, maybe I'm just repeating myself. You just, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does the world think we should look like? You know, I think, so I guess what the, what the, so what the world sh- says we should look like and what the world thinks we look like, those could be two different things. Oh, man. Now um, we're getting crazy. But, like, what the world thinks we'd look like, you know, I, I picture being very similar to what, how I viewed uh, Christians prior to uh, becoming one, <laughs> um, you know, I, I always had this, this picture of, uh, um, like you said, they squeak when they walk, you know, they're very, yeah. very uppity, uppity, you know, suit, tie, slacks, polished shoes, you know, yeah. that you don't, you, you, you sit in your pew, you watch the, you take the sermon or whatever. And, uh, uh, you, you don't do anything fun. You don't 
get to, you know, whatever. You don't, you just, you're just existing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that I, that's how I saw kind of, that's how I saw Christians before I became one was that is your sole purpose in the, in the world is to judge others. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> So I think that that's that's at least one variety, I guess I could say, of what the world says we, do, what the world thinks we look like. Um, yeah. And it just kind of lumps us into everything else, and um, you know how. And except when it comes to, I guess the only time they really separate us out is when we're um uh what's the word um oh man we don't accept everything like you know homosexuals and and all that kind of stuff we don't intolerance I think I don't know <coughs> anyway I think that's the only time they don't lump us in with everybody else is when we stand up and say no we don't we don't believe that we don't think that's okay now all of a sudden we're bigots and racists and whatever else other words they've got but yeah, it's ridiculous when they do that because it's like I mean, if you, if you believe in that, you believe it's wrong, I believe it's wrong, you believe it's wrong. Uh, it ranks with like, you know, drinking and driving, that's wrong. Uh, drugs, it's wrong. There's a lot of wrong. So your sexual preference is wrong, but it's like, um, we're free to believe that. We're free to believe the right. So I don't know what's the problem. So, but that's, that's, uh, oh wait. I'm talking about last subject that could be like a whole other show. So, <laughs> but really, what changed my perspective on how Christians, a Christian, what a Christian person should look like, was uh, Duck Dynasty. Oh, uh, yeah. That totally changed. That flipped everything on its head for me because I'm like, there's a guy who's just like got a beard, long hair. He, uh, um, yeah, lives on the woods, lives in Jesus, and he's not afraid to tell anybody. I'm like, that's, that's, I want to be that guy, you know? <clears throat> so that kind of flipped everything on my head. Mm. So I started showing up to church, like, right out of the duck line. We were going to this big, fancy church up on the hill, and I'd show up, you know, in camo. Cause I've been out in the woods since like four in the morning, smell like deer pee, chunk myself down in some guy in a suit tie, sitting next to my wife who's in a dress. Yeah, I'm like, what's up, fool? That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one time I sat down and I was like, I had those, uh, those hand warmers you can get, but they're like sticky. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I stuck all over like my base layer right so it was hot 
So I stayed warm. I was I stayed warm outside. I got inside the church. I was like, oh, start peeling off clothes. Then I really stunk. And I had all these white stains on it, peeling them off. It's like, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Everybody was looking at me. But like, I started going to church with go to now. It's like, I'll fit right in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now I go to those other churches in town. And like, oh, you're that, you're that guy from outdoorsman church. <laughs> that's right <laughs> so I like, know I just changed let me know that like like Phil Robertson like from my understanding of what I've seen I'm like he just he's the same all the time you know whether he's home or out woods or if he's up, you know I'm sure he goes to the sporting goods store goes to a lot of shotgun shells I'm sure so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I so I just maybe like, oh, I can, that's, that's easy. You don't have to pretend to be somebody like, mm-hmm. you can just be, if, you, if the guy can just be himself 24 hours a day, seven days a week, still go to church, not get judged. That's fantastic. Right. I love it. Nobody cares. I go to church full of people like that. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah. It's kind of funny when you go to other churches, people are like, well, they get a kick out of you. Like, you're, oh, look at that guy. How does he know? I don't lie. Tell you stuff, make cringe because I'm not afraid it's it. That's how it should be. It's just be Jesus never wore a suit and tie. Yeah, no. Why should I have to wear a suit and tie? I don't wear a suit and tie. I don't want to bury the suit tie either. It's always fun. And I think that's probably one of the keys to that. What we started out talking about was the um, you know being vulnerable with other other believers and, and you know vulnerable is probably a bad word to use there um, well, i don't think so well i mean just you know from a guy's perspective you know the word vulnerable kind of has negative connotations and you know it's like um like the word intimacy and you know words like that 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 guys tend to shy away from that you know sure. like uh, just, I, I think it's, it's because the world has been just pounding this kind of alternative definitions for these words into our skulls for the last, I don't know, 200 some odd years. Oh, sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, like now we equate vulnerability or being vulnerable with weakness because that's yeah. that's the world telling us that if you're vulnerable, you're weak. And that's that's not true. That's just not the case. That was just another one of those perversions that that uh, the enemy has been able to use throughout the ages. And uh, I mean, this is probably a topic for another another podcast podcast but intimacy that's the same thing 
you know, we that's a totally different definition from the world standpoint than what it actually is. Um, and, you know, I guess, I guess that's why I say using the word vulnerable may not be the greatest word to use there just because of that. Um, but the only way to... <clears throat> Well, not the only way, but one of the best ways to be able to be vulnerable with somebody is to be to feel like you're able to be yourself around them. But I would say instead of feeling like you're able to be be yourself around them, just be yourself you know um yeah. i don't know it, it's a hard one to explain because it's it's you first you have to realize and understand and 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 admit that you're actually putting on a mask when you go to church yeah. on sunday mornings i have an analogy for a story Sorry. No, no, by all means. So you're talking about like the mask. All I think of, and I'm just put it out there because my wife says it's fine. Um, uh, I think it was like a dating relationship. A non-biblical, even a biblical, because I'm, uh, here's come some more cringe-worthy words out of my mouth, so. <laughs> People that are, you know, biblically dating or whatever that have probably already done the deed. But uh, so, anyways, I think dating, straight up biblical dating. I know it's it's insanely difficult to do, but like you lose all of a sudden if if you're dating someone. And you end up wanting to marry this person. Or say dating person. You're just going to date this person. And there is absolutely no sex involved. Zero. Not a chance. There's a better chance of, you know, we're freezing over. But they still want to be with you. So now you, now you have to be, you have to drop that mask. You are no longer trying to impress that person. It's just to get some. It goes whether you're a guy or a girl. Mm-hmm. You literally are now being vulnerable, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you are now literally being intimate, which is a on a non-sexual term. Yes. Because yes. Now you literally have to Um, have a legitimate, real relationship with this person. There is no trying to impress this person to get to sleep with. Because that's what the world wants all the time. That's what's true. Yes. Do this, do that. Blah, blah, blah. My wife and I did that. Absolutely amazing. Unbelievable. You get to know someone 
on a whole nother level that I cannot even put into words. And yeah, there's it, it it's way better in any wild night of sex you could ever have in your entire life. Uh, that's the guy's honest truth. To actually know someone like that with no with no uh, fun time or no expectations. You're just, you're just getting to know someone and you're going to know that person for the rest of your life. So like, that's, that's the kind of vulnerability and intimacy that I believe you're talking about. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nope. You are on 100% correct. Yeah. And that's, that's just it is it's, um, all those different things, these uh, words that get twisted, um, generally, you know, not all the time, but generally speaking, they're all over-sexualized. Um, and it just, that seems to be, I mean, especially nowadays, that just seems to be the, the enemy's uh, weapon of choice. <laughs> That's his favorite weapon. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. You literally can't go anywhere. You cannot pick up your phone mm-hmm. or look at anything in the store. It's got some force of position to it. Right. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Do you mean it? No, because it, you're 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 right. It's everywhere. Literally everywhere. I mean, I even had I downloaded a game onto my phone here last week. I forget what it was. It was just some stupid, like, mindless game. Yeah. yeah, there really wasn't any point to it, other than it was just something to burn some time. Yeah. Well, the ads that were running in some of these in this game was holy cats! It was insane. Like, oh, I can't. I mean, it was. It was like. Like, how is that even, how can they even put that in there without some sort of disclaimer? Yeah. <laughs> Kids are saying that. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. This was a free, a free game. So, I mean, you didn't have to pay nothing to download it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's. I mean, kids are be getting exposed to that stuff younger and younger and younger. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It it I guess all of that to say that it's super easy to fall into those those little those little snares and get caught up in in uh you know, just going through the motions and um and that's why I say the first the first big thing to do or that you can do to get better at or begin to be able to be vulnerable and open and honest with somebody is to just come right out and say, look, I'm, I'm just wearing a mask. I, I, I haven't, I haven't been real with anybody here in however long. 
You know, every time, every time you've asked me how you doing, I say, oh, I'm doing good. Every single time there was some sort of storm brewing in the head, you know, some yeah. sort of, uh, um, you know, whatever it might be, you know, I say, oh, I'm doing good. And as you walk away, yeah, you lie. You are depressed as heck. You don't know what your next job's going to be. You don't know what you're doing. You just, but you tell them you're fine. Yeah. Well, stop telling yourself that and start telling others that. Yeah. And I wish I knew a formula yeah. to make that easy for somebody, but there's really no way to make it easy. It's the first time you do it is going to be super, super hard. Yeah. But the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. Right. Like, there's just, and you're going to feel better. It's just a big weight off your shoulders to be like, and the sooner you're going to talk to somebody, and more than likely, the person that you crack on when you do this is going to understand. They're going to probably have been in the same scenario you've been in at some point. Mm -hmm. So it's we've all been there. So I'm like, I don't... Man, Satan does a smoking job of like keeping us separated at some level, somehow. No matter... I, I, I know no one wants to admit it, but like, there's always something that's got to... like get in the way particularly like just a simple question of how are you that's yeah. a yeah and that is that is like the ultimate that that is such a loaded question mm -hmm. three simple words but like man we are scared to death to answer that yeah yeah well we're scared to death to answer it but at the same time we don't really know what we're asking but and but but here's a third kicker we want to answer it, yeah. you know, deep down inside, you want to answer it. Yes. Yes. You absolutely. Just like, I want to put my hand up for prayer time, but I'm um, shaking, you know, I know that probably just hurt somebody's head. Steven's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my prayer requests are as important as other people's. So. But, you know, it's just, it's something. Someone, everybody has something. You're saying, like, oh, I'll just, I'll figure it out. It's someone else's problem, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. It's everybody's problem. Someone else in the room has had that same problem. Find that person. Like, uh, you're not going to find the person. But God will lead you to that person. If you're willing, want to get some help. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. Man, I had a really bad day. Maybe someone else had crappy day you guys can talk about your crappy days together yeah <laughs> you'll see uh, i quit using the word silver lining I, i'm all for the new word the new term god lining yes you know what i'm saying yep yep it's not a silver lining there's no silver lining that's worldly there's a god lining there so the god lining could be the lesson god wants you to learn or you know whatever god has in store for you out of that lesson. Yes. So that's my new term, God lining. Instead of silver lining. Yes. I don't yeah. know if it'll catch on. But... <laughs> I, I hope it does because it's 100% true. There is always, always a God lining. Always. Always. Like, I mean, like that, that picture I sent you of the rainbow. Like, 
It, it's yeah. There's after after every storm, there is a god lining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in the midst of the storm, before the storm, it it. it And part of the part of me thinks that, like, especially from a, a Christian standpoint, as we're we're talking about um, answering the question "How are you?" and then just giving the the canned answer, you know, oh, "I'm good." And then there's always that sense of of uh, disappointment in yourself or. Um, that that you missed you missed that opportunity to to get to allow that person to get to know you and to get to know that other person. Yeah. And that like for me I I really get convicted when those things happen because I I tell myself all the time like so if if God is if if God is in control of everything and God is as omniscient omnipotent and omniscient as you say he is and he is um giving generously of his grace and his power and his his all of this stuff then how could you not answer that question out of fear? How could you answer that question? Not answer that question. That's a good question. <laughs> <I, I, laughs> like, and that's what that's where I go in my head when I do these things, and it's really convicting because it's a hundred percent true. You know, God, God gives in abundance of His grace, His love, His power. You know all of these things and yet and i know this i know this with all of my being but at the same time i am still afraid to answer a simple three word three word question sometimes and that's just me being real like you know like like if you if you're listening to this and you're thinking oh yeah you guys you're just you know you you're just putting yourselves, you know, maybe not on a platform, but you're you're trying you're get you you got yourselves up there a ways. No, that's not even remotely close to what we're doing. <laughs> uh, nope. And, and I think those are the kinds of things that, if people were to know that, then it would be easier to answer that three worded question. Honestly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I can't. I, go ahead. I just just say all of that to say that it, you're all of you people out there that are that are relating to all of this bad stuff that we're talking about, you're not alone. <laughs> you're like we're we're relating to it because we're this is us this is what we we've, we've done we've you know yeah I mean, we have bad days that's what we do people 
We totally have bad days. I tell Philip I have bad days. Philip tells me he has bad days. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys at work know when I have a bad day. <laughs> so it's like, we're, we're real people with real problems. We just happen to believe and trust in Jesus Christ. That's it. Right. So uh, that's, that's the separating factor between us and everybody else. But by no means, we do not, I would never consider myself being on any sort of platform uh i don't like heights to begin with so yeah so (laughs) (laughs) just a couple normal dudes you know just trying to make a difference yeah now we're quiet we mind our own business we work hard uh yeah yeah we're a couple of nobodies trying to tell somebody oh i love that song (laughs) i know uh, between that and crazy people, those are like my two faves. Yeah. I came out at work one day. I'm like, you guys heard the song? They're like, no. I'm like, it's about crazy people. I'm like, you don't know the crazy people song? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll be like, but I bet we're going to hear it. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy people. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we don't, we're just, yeah, we're just a couple of normal guys, I guess. Believe in Jesus. Yeah, still, we still have our corks. Yep. We divulge a couple of our deep, dark secrets that we have problems with. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there now for the rest of the world here. That's like right. Here. Forever I, immortalized. I think the older I get, I just the less I care about whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's not really that important. So, like, I don't care if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> it might make your life a little better. <laughs> Made mine a little better. So, uh, yeah, I. Yeah, that's uh. I don't know. I don't know. We've been all over the map. I don't even know how to. I, I just. I feel like, like if this episode was a pair of running shoes, I feel like my son had just tied the shoes together in some crazy, whacked out <laughs> knot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess the bottom line here is. Uh, Don't be, don't be afraid to answer the question, like, how are you? Because that might need to, I don't know, a little self-revelation of like, who are you? Mm-hmm. How do you operate? Why do you operate that way? So on and so forth, which leads to vulnerability and intimacy on a non-sexual level. Ooh, there are yeah. some terms. So, ditch the mask. Just be. You know, a song has been playing in my head the whole time since we started this conversation. That song, uh, Shiny People. Shiny People. I think Cassie Crown sings it. Talks about all those oh, shiny people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, matter of fact, I think it's on my phone. Anyways, yeah. We just have like this mask on Sunday morning. We're going to go to church. And we're like, well, everything's peachy keen, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Five minutes ago, you're screaming at the guy at the stoplight, and then you're beating your kids in the car before you went inside. Blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Uh, I don't hit the kids, but sometimes I yell at people at stoplights or stop signs. There's a stop sign. What are you doing? I have road rage people, okay? <laughs> It's not that it's getting better. I just try to obey, obey the laws. You know, I'm trying not to go too fast. Da, 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 da. Just, I don't know what is. Uh, I don't know if there's like a massive influx of like bad drivers all of a sudden, but it's just like I have seen people driving past like three weeks. Like I've never seen people do that before in traffic my entire life. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Is that evil? What? Where's the police? <laughs> 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 I don't really get off on this tangent. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, too much time in the sun today. You're right. <clears throat> uh, Jesus just wants us to be real with each other. He wants us to. Uh, he wants us to be real. Drop the mask. We we all believe in Jesus. We're all trying to get to the same place. We all have issues from day to day life. And it's best if we just talk to each other about it yes. and work it out in a biblical manner, godly manner. It's, and don't sweat the rest. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So you and as far as me, go ahead. Good, listen, to, listen to these two songs, The Shiny People, the one that Stephen was talking about, and then uh, Truth Be Told by Matthew Truth West. Yeah, that's what yes. it is. Because when you said like number one or number two, whatever it was, I'm like, I could I could hear the tune in my head. Right. And I could I couldn't I knew it wasn't casting crowns after I saw that. So Yeah, I uh, I, I I won't lie, I just Googled it. I couldn't come up with it on my own. <laughs> I, do, I do that all the time. When you're talking, I got like <laughs> So go listen to those two songs and then um, the next time. So instead of a final thought, I have a final challenge. Perfect. So the next time somebody asks you, how are you? Resist the urge to say I'm fine or I'm okay or I'm good or whatever it is that your canned answer is. Refuse. don't give that canned answer actually answer the question so okay you want to know i'm gonna let you know if it's all good things then great but if you've had a horrible week tell them about it see what their reaction is because Ooh, their yeah. reaction to your legitimate answer is more telling about their character than your answer. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Hello. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know where it came from. It wasn't for me. In the forest, baby. So anyway, uh, just keep that in mind when you're when you're answering or 
because you always have that battle, that mini battle in your head when somebody asks you that question. How are you? Well, should I answer it? Should I just give them the canned answer? Should I really answer it? You know, it only lasts for like half a second, but you have that little battle. And uh, so you can use that, you know, well, their reaction has no no bearing on on what my answer is. So you can use that to squash the canned answer side and actually answer the question. And, you know, I, I'm willing to bet, at least I hope anyway, that more times than not, you're going to find that the other person receiving the answer that asked you the question is going to be like, wow, I had no idea. Let's let's get, you know, come here. Come here. We need to we need to talk. You know, let me let me pray for you. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you don't get that, don't get discouraged. I don't know. I guess that would be, that would be my final challenge rather than a final thought. Yeah, no, I like that. That's awesome. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Talk to the burrito. Yeah. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. Well, with that, people, remember, we love you. God loves you. Peace. Peace out.